and welcome back to the Big Fat Gay Podcast, where we like to talk about the things that are weighing on our minds. My name is Don Marshall. I'm a big chubby guy living here in sunny Hollywood, and today I am an Andor-loving Andor boy. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's a good show. It's a good show. You know, that would be true if it weren't false. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dan Oliverio, author, public speaker, and chubby chaser, and... Um, yeah, I'm I'm not part of that extended universe. <laughs> I'm here in my extended universe uh, with the lovely and talented Trevor Kizon. Who's that? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Trevor Kizon. I'm a super tub, and I'm a, I don't know, I'm a desperate housewives boy. I've been watching <laughs> yeah. Desperate Housewives. You've been watching a lot of, lot of that. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I'm on season four. <laughs> <clears throat> it's good. It's it's fun. Oh, is that the one with the murder and the neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of murder, a lot of... I like that there's just like, everyone has secrets, and then there's always like, you know the secret, but there's more secrets to the secret. <laughs> it's a secrets parfait. It's like the X-Files in the suburbs. <laughs> yes. Hi, my name is Michael. I am a chaser, and I suppose today I am a... I'm a fallback boy to 30 Rock. I, 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 it's, it's my feel-good show. If I, if I need to just not think and feel good for a while... It's the one. Uh, I think I'm on rewatch. I haven't actually counted, but somewhere in the 20s, somewhere in the 20s of the entire good, series. Good God, Lemon. <laughs> oh my God. Good God, Lemon. <laughs> uh, well, welcome. Uh, welcome. At this point, we're going to have one man like performances of individual episodes I could. by Michael. I probably could. But um, Trevor would insist to be done with puppets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Back to the episode. Yeah. yeah thank you to our pat- patrons. Patreon, new patrons, old patrons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, cutting room floor, which we just we w- just flew got through a cutting room floor bit. Um, <laughs> some behind the scenes, some minisodes, mm-hmm. uh, new minisode coming this month. Oh yeah, we gotta the, we gotta do that. Yeah, we were, we were talking about it, and then I, I've been working on. Uh, I think it's going to be another Michael Trevor cooking. With a appetizer spin, so something. Yeah. Try to get it out, so maybe you can make one of these for your uh, holiday gathering. You That's mean right. antojitos? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and all the people who didn't hear cutting room floor are gonna have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> uh, um, also coming up this month uh, on our uh, episode on December 21st, mm-hmm. we are going to be um, discussing last holiday, which is Dan's like. One of Dan's favorite movies ever, I would I've argue. I've never seen this. I'm no, I the thing either. is, you got to get, this is just so out of character for me because I don't like holiday movies. I hate romantic comedy. And somehow this manages to get past both those filters. Hmm. Uh, I, it's just so heartwarming. You know, okay. it's everything you want in a warmed heart. Is this, I haven't seen, I know almost nothing about it. Is this the Queen Latifah? This is the yes. Queen Latifah. It, it is a remake, isn't it? So, yes, okay, yes, it so is. It is a, it's a remake of a British movie. We'll discuss this in the episode. The the American remake was originally supposed to star John Candy back in like the eighties, early nineties, but he passed away before it was made, so it got shelved, and somehow it got into the hands of Queen Latifah, and they reworked it for her. And, awesome, and it's I, I gotta say, I don't I'm not a huge fan of John Candy. I'm not even that big a fan of Queen Latifah, but she makes this movie. She's wonderful. Yeah, nice. so go see it because we're going to discuss it. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. And that's so the episode comes out on the 21st. Yes. Um, and then we'll take a short little break and then we're coming back strong, hopefully, in the new year. Yes. <laughs> we'll uh, see. <laughs> well, and I don't, speaking of the new year, uh, people have been sharing their Spotify wrapped and tagging us. Ooh. Um, so oh. we were in the, the top podcast for several people. Oh, good. Ooh. And someone shared that they, it was our podcast was their number one podcast and they listened to 
2,299 minutes of Holy us moly. in 2022. Okay. Hi, listener. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to do some quick math. You do the math. I, I tried to figure it out. I think you just divide by 60. It's not that hard. It's actually, yeah. So that's about 38 episodes. Yeah. So you've got work to do, listener. <laughs> <laughs> In just a hundred more hours, you'll be, you'll be coming. Mm-hmm. No. Um, <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. Thank you. How many minutes Fantastic. has Michael had to listen to? <laughs> well, every time we record it, plus another time that I edit it, plus, uh, yeah, too many. <laughs> yeah. Too many. Tens of thousands. 500. 25,000. <laughs> so anyway, the, the long and the short of this, if you want to help us out, just put us on your Christmas carol list. Just yeah. shove our, <laughs> just have our it podcast playing. into your, that's yeah. right. You're having a holiday rotation? party? Put us on. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> right, everyone <laughs> sing together. Jingle fest. Okay. Let's dive on well, in. I think that's it. Wait. Pop culture. We have a thing for this, don't we? Yeah. Ah, there it is. Pop culture, baby. We're dancing. Yeah, downstairs. Yeah. Jab dancing her way in. I'm waving my hands. That's right. You got to see. I take off my top hat <laughs> and with a flourish, I wave it. It really is worth Jazz seeing hands. Trevor couch dance. Yes. <laughs> um, we're here. So I, I, I want to preface this. We're, we're back with Lizzo, but it's not going to, we're not going to, there's a, there's a reason, listener, who, <laughs> for our listeners who are not hard, like hardcore Lizzo people, Dan, when he saw, like, he's like, really? More Lizzo after last week, which the the Lizzo segment of last week was um, excessive. It was like it was twenty minutes of recording time for us, which Michael trimmed down to only half of that. <laughs> to, only, um, to only ten minutes. But if you want to experience what Michael and I experienced and really mm-hmm. see why we went on for twenty minutes, you can. Yes, because uh, the concert we were at was filmed for an HBO special, and what they did was. Um, the end of Lizzo's tour was in LA, November 18th and 19th. And they filmed both of those concerts and I think are kind of Frankensteining them together because I would think so. Yeah. Um, we saw, you know, uh, Missy Elliott and Cardi B were at ours, uh, the following night, uh, SZA performed with Lizzo. So I think they're like mm-hmm. taking all these different segments and putting them together. Mm-hmm. And that's coming out for Christmas. Yeah. Or, uh, New Year's. Oh, New Year's, right, right, right. So December 31st, you want to feel some love. You want to go into the new year with the right kind of vibe. You're going to be able to. And um, it was the actual, at least some of it is the actual concert yeah. Trevor and Mike Lano were at. Yeah. Yes. So that's super exciting. She has a full-blown feature in mm-hmm. Variety, um, interviewed by interviewed and written by Angelique Jackson. Um she also had a documentary come out. Yes. I well, didn't and and that's, this. that's what the interview is about. The interview yeah. is about the documentary about mm-hmm. Lizzo, about doing the concert, about the About all the things. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's sort of, it's kind of a, an encompassment of it's, like, she's got her own production company that is doing all of these things. I yes. think it's on the main page of HBO Max right now. I just, yeah. want, I just want to say encompassment again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> say it slow, Dan. Say it slow. And trademark. Encompassment. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it a real word? <laughs> Who knows? You tell us, listener. If I say it enough, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, the documentary is called Love Lizzo. And it's, I mean, you know, I think they started shooting it intentionally back in 2019. So it goes all the way through some point in this year. It's got baby pictures. It's got baby videos. Mm-hmm. It's got baby Lizzo. It's got little kid Lizzo. It's all got everything you've ever wanted about Lizzo. And I don't know. It's not everybody's jam, but if you're... If, I think you can imagine what that would entail as far as an experience, a documentary storytelling experience, because you just get an unfiltered view of 
how she thinks, believes, where she came from, and the fact that apparently, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, it's probably a good thing, but apparently she has changed almost none at all since she was <laughs> yeah. a girl, like a young girl, um, which I guess is pretty cool, because that means she must have been a pretty badass young girl, but yeah. I feel like to stay the person she is under the assault against mm-hmm. the person she is that has been offered up over the past few years, you would have to be genuine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got a soundtrack <laughs> for your... <laughs> yes, but at the same time, Don, as it, it's it's a lot easier to bear those slings and arrows when, to quote Lizzo, she's winning. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. She's really she she is winning. Super um, winning. So I think it's in the interview about the documentary where they feature her friend, <laughs> there was kind of a discussion about like staying the same, but also like how she's really changed is like standing up for herself more. Yeah. Well, no, she said standing up for us, meaning like it's you're not just standing up for yourself anymore. You're standing up for all of us. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think kind of taking control of like by doing this with her production company, really getting to tell her story, through, you know, on her terms and her words, her production company, her people. Um, I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's what everyone can hope for. So, um, yeah, and, I don't know. I, I think that's a good, I, I don't want to subject. <laughs> yeah. Can we, and, more, and, uh, and what else is on the pop culture? Stuff? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in a whole other vibe and direction. Totally different direction. Well, um, uh, Womp womp. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so Rebel Wilson. Yes. Remember Rebel Wilson? Um, yeah. Yeah. Has launched a uh, caps caps. I always I never had to notice a it. limited release of her new clothing line. Yes. Which remarkably, given that she used to be fat, is not size inclusive. It goes up to almost extra large. It's sort of a large extra I large w- mush. So <laughs> when I w- I've been following this, and I was like, I want to see what happens with this, Oof. and. Initially, when I saw this story, they just said, you know, to XL, it's not even XL. It's large slash extra large. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a separate size for extra large. So to contextualize it, they this clothing line that they're launching um, or intending to launch, they released a sort of limited edition, like like two garments, basically, yeah. to sort of like preview what they're going to try and do. And since the backlash, of which there has been quite a lot, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. um Rebel has posted something basically saying like, we're going to have in the full launch, we're going to have other color options and size options. But it seems like she's not really explicit about, she doesn't really actually address the fact that she didn't have any extra large and over size garments for this small limited launch. So like, you feel like she's really dancing around it. Like, why hasn't she addressed the fact that they didn't include that? Well, and I'm of two minds about it. Because on the one hand, I can see, well, yeah, if they're just doing two garments in a limited, as they say, capsule run. Mm-hmm. To sort capsule. Of, yeah, to sort of, I guess it's like a demo reel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say, okay, well, of course, they, they're not going to bring out every garment in every size. You're going to throw out the most popular size range. Okay, but, yeah. but, but, <laughs> yes, absolutely true. And at the same time, it is just another reinforcement of like, well, this is for the real people. And then we'll get around to you. People. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for context, cause we didn't start with this. And in case you don't know, Rebel Wilson uh, was, and for most of her life was a very fat woman and a fat actress and has made a career off of her size and has recently lost a substantial amount of weight mm-hmm. and presumably would fit into the clothing that she is currently launching in this line. Uh, as opposed to a lot of her fans who wouldn't. Yeah. Was now I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Was she ever really a fat activist though, or was she simply not an activist? Actress. I mean, she made a career yeah. off of her fat body. A most a lot of her material, like, a lot of her mm-hmm. characters are. Hey, I'm fat. Like she had a she had a mm-hmm. whole high concept movie about basically yeah. a hot guy falling in love with the fat chick. Yeah. That's a that was a high mm-hmm. concept movie. 
Which that, I liked. I liked yeah. that movie. Uh, that they, you know, yeah. So she, that was definitely part of her persona. Is she an actress? Did she go in marches? Well, I don't know. I don't I care. Mean, yeah. But yeah, but, but I mean, to make a career about being fat and about the ex, how fat people are excluded, how they're never the main character, mm-hmm. and then they come out with, then to lose weight and come up with a clothing line that excludes fat people, a little shady. Yeah. But it kind of sucks. I think so. Like, I'm, once again, I'm of two minds. I have a lot of feelings. Are you saying you're a Gemini? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, to, have that experience of not being able to get yeah. clothes yeah. and to go through all of yeah. this. And like, it's not like just like, you know, this, you know, line through another thing. She worked with her partner to develop this line. I think that's why it's R and R cause it's rebel and um, her part Ramona, I think is, I don't her partner's name, but to like really just not have the, the forethought to be like, wow, maybe I could, you know, be kind to my past self. However she feels about her body, however she felt about her body, to just really, like, have an opportunity to launch. And I think it would have actually been, like, a bigger deal if, you know, Rebel Wilson launches this limited edition capsule capsule (laughs) (laughs) collection up to, you know, even... I mean, I think there's always a thing then of like, okay, how high do you go and how high is inclusive? Yeah. But like even, you know, 4X at launch. Oh, hell, what, a, what about a just XL? A legit XL. Uh, actual, uh, or a actual own having XL as its own size instead of like, there's excess, yeah. there's small, there's medium, and then large slash extra large. Well, you know, I just, two things. One, isn't it funny how small is never excluded? Like no one ever drops the small, right? Mm-hmm. And then, or extra small they have in this line. Or do they really? Yeah, yeah. XS. Yeah. They have XS. XS. Yeah, of course they do. Uh, but but I, to, I guess to my earlier point, I think, Don, you were saying this too. Like, okay, let's say it's an economics issue. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're not going to make every garment in every size that you would normally. Given your history and given that you are sitting down at your whatever table and going, okay, so how is this going to work and what are we going to release? Wouldn't it at least occur to you to put in the PR that you're going to have XL sizes or XXL or 5XL mm-hmm. or whatever you're going to have, that mm-hmm. you would at least say, hey, this is, you know, we're just doing this for now, but don't worry, it's coming. None of that. It took a Twitter backlash, mm-hmm. <laughs> as everything is this day, these days. Mm-hmm. It took a Twitter backlash of seeing exactly what you said, Trevor, which is like, you know, given that you've experienced this, why would you foist this on us? Yeah. I, uh, f- f- for my money, I don't think she did Think she, I don't think she thought there was going to be this much backlash. But I, I don't think she was, he was that involved. It's I don't know. It's something that they're going to <laughs> increase the sizing. But I the fact that they didn't really commit to like oh you know we're going you know at launch when the full line launches we're going to go to five yeah, X exactly. They could the have fact that it's like yeah. I, more sizing yeah. makes me think it's like oh we're going to have a you know a standalone XL and a double XL. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, one thing I appreciate is that in this article that we're talking about in Glamour uh, by Emily Tenenbaum, she compares this particular launch to um, Yeti by Lizzo, Mm -hmm. um, who, Hmm. I mean, Lizzo has been very specifically uh, making clothes for, for the people that she's likely to have a lot of fans from and fat fat people. And yet she was also criticized for even having body shaping stuff products yeah. yeah 
Well, if you have a larger body, how, how are you going to shape it? You can't shape a larger body. <laughs> it well, will no, do what it wants to well, do. I believe at the time Lizzo said basically, look, you can wear it or you can not wear it, but some people like it and, you, and those people should be allowed, yeah. should have sizes they can wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, we're, we're watching you, Rebel Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> She's the eyes of the big fat podcast yeah. are on you. She just got nervous in her car, like, oh no. <laughs> oh, Ramona. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she is. Ramona, they're See, watching me. I'm actually picturing Rebel Wilson driving along, looking in the rear view mirror, and Michael is just popping yeah. up in the rear seat. Watch, Watch out. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's not, not great there, uh, but I'm uh, giving her some, some uh, benefit of the doubt. Yeah, let's, let's wait show up. See. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what she does with it. All right, it, it's time Enough of that. Scooty, <laughs> <laughs> bad watch. Yeeted off the cliff, yeah. but then the wings come out, and now you're yes. flying. I'm flying. Well, we're gonna have to get ready for Fat Watch 2023. Oh boy, yeah, that's this is one be... of the last ones. I've been practicing in the mirror, <laughs> <laughs> watching Fat. No, saying the words. Oh. <laughs> I so, don't need a mirror for that. <laughs> it's true. This is from uh, Everyday Health by Christine Byrne. And it's nothing new, but I think it's uh, always good to kind of revisit little articles and roundups like this, especially, especially during the, yeah. the holidays when you're going to be seeing family and uh, sometimes family kind of sucks balls. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, and so not. this was, uh, this is nine tips for coping when someone's words insult your body. Yeah. I really liked this list and I thought it was especially good for to just like have in your arsenal mm-hmm. as you're, you're going into the holidays. Uh, so the list real quick is one, recognize your feelings Two, uh, remember that it's not about you, no matter how personal it feels. Uh, three, challenge your own thoughts and reactions Four, go into potentially triggering situations with a plan. Five, have in the moment de-stressing strategies at the ready. That's a hard one. Six, have some canned comebacks ready too. (laughs) Seven, set boundaries to avoid similar situations in the future. Eight, surround yourself with affirming messages. And nine, journal it. The one that stuck out to me the most was challenge your own thoughts and reactions. Uh, Because this is something that I struggle with just in life is like you get hit with something Mm. and then you get wrapped up in your reaction to it. And because my... Strength and my weakness is self-analysis and like, okay, how could I do a thing better? When you get wrapped up in your reaction, that becomes your whole experience of something. Mm -hmm. I think of it as uh, gaslighting yourself. Yeah. You know, because- Oh, very much so, yeah. Yeah, because I'm so obsessed because I know that I have a tendency emotionally to overreact to things. So I have a tendency to sit on my emotional reactions, try and contain them and grapple them into place, right? And sometimes that just means you don't, validate the feelings you have that are completely valid, you know, valid. Mm. I also Real. find that sometimes, you know, you're, you're in your head about something or you've had an, you've had an experience about something, right? And this has certainly happened to me. And then someone says something really completely innocuous, mm. but it hooks that narrative you mm-hmm. have of yourself. Yeah. And so you think uh, you've been insulted, but you actually have it. They just mm-hmm. said the thing they said, and it really didn't have anything to do with you. It, it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You sort of, it's that idea that you, everyone has their own world that they live in and it's, mm-hmm. some, it's some different version of the real world and anything that happens to support your own narrative, positive or negative, 
you'll latch onto. And anything that doesn't, it'll just float by your peripheral and you won't really notice it. But if your narrative happens to be negative about your own body, if you're struggling- You will turn whatever. everything into a reinforcement of that. Yeah. Right, exactly. And I, I also like the idea that, and this is so hard because he's like, well, it's not personal. Yeah, it's fucking personal. I <laughs> yeah. said it to yeah. me at that time. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but if you if you can have the filter of, look, whatever they said, and this is true 90% of human interactions, it's about them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, People really, <laughs> I, I, um, I had a teacher one time who said basically that the, there's only, people only ask, they only, they only raise their hand, at, like this is in a class, they, they only raise their hand to either prove themselves right or to draw attention to themselves. Like even sometimes a question, you can work it out yourself, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they'll like, and the, this thing. And the point of that is that most people aren't really listening to you. They're having their own yeah. internal dialogue mm-hmm. and they're saying shit. Waiting they think they're the protagonist. And they think they're the protagonist of their story. <laughs> and whether that's like, oh, wow, I gained 10 pounds. I really, I, I really shouldn't eat this. And you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> huh. um, you know, obviously that's about them and it's spilling over into your world. But, you know, one of the ways that this article says you can counter that is you can, you can and I love this technique, using a question. Like, really? Why would you be upset about that? That's, that's yeah. my go-to, usually. I don't know. I like the having the ideas to have in-the-moment distressing strategies ready and surrounding yourself with affirming messages. Um, I think especially, like, if, you know, we have listeners who are going to maybe be going home and staying with family and just going to be in a very toxic environment, mm-hmm. like, having plans to be able to, like, go for a walk or something or just go outside and, like, have a breather or... um you know, they suggest listening to a podcast. I was going to say, they, one <laughs> so of their like, suggestions. <laughs> so, you know. Just be, be careful with the canned comebacks, though, because I think when you're prepping these comebacks, it's really easy to and satisfying to come up with something that's a little more skewering, <laughs> which is just going to aggravate things. Like, that's true. Think of can try to stick with the canned comebacks that are diffusing, deflecting, or um, distracting. <laughs> I don't know. Give it to him. I'm, I'm on the other side. John's a little angel on your shoulder. I'm like, just give it really, well, really make it. Keep in mind, these cry. are family environments. So like, these are rarely going to stay one-on-one one people fights. again. Yeah. yeah, you're going to have to. These I, are rarely going to be fights that can be had once or just involve to. the two of you. That will always spills over. I, I will say this though, in the, in the like prepping your ammo, I usually find that the place I go in my head to to like, you know, have, you know, like you, you are going home, you're, you're, an event is coming up and you're anticipating it not going well. And you're, you're just having all these scenarios yeah. mm-hmm. of how oh, bad yeah. and how toxic. Yeah. And I would say this, and they're going to say that, but I would say this then. And then <laughs> you're going back and you're like, you're doing a whole disaster movie. Yep. And then you get to the event and it is like absolutely nothing like that. Yeah. But I find that, I find that this, if I have imagined this awful war zone scenario i am inevitably surprised by how well it goes mm, I'll take <laughs> for me i'm a little bit of the opposite if i prep for war i'm ready for war and there will be war that's i'm bringing my own creation yeah exactly. it's troublesome yeah i'll do the same thing mm-hmm. usually not in the like attacking like aggressive way but a lot of times i'll have in my head that something is going to go a certain way and it, it just kind of has to at that All the point. dynamite has like, been. And if, it doesn't, used, if yeah. it's not falling right into that slot, you're going to find ways to nudge it in that direction. Yeah, yeah like yeah. a lot of times it's like, oh, I really don't want to go to this event or this get together or whatever. And even if I have a decent time of it, I'll walk in with so much anxiety or so much like 
Yeah, I just it's I'm like so unnecessary. This, I'm imagining the scenario where like, you know, the host the host or hostess says like, "Wow, that turkey looks so delicious and rich." Like, why are you why calling would me you fat? Say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so anyway, yeah, if you're if you feel like you're going into a potentially confronting situation, uh, check out the list. It's it's short, it's sweet, it's got some good little tips in there. It doesn't oversee mm. it's welcome. And uh, with that, I think we're ready to to take you on a nice little holiday, lighthearted journey. Yes, as we talk it's about Christmas <laughs> presents. <laughs> what presents would? And these are specifically our own sort of wish lists, like writing to Santa. Yeah, this yeah, is what you should buy us. Thoughts was exactly. like <laughs> if you have a Don in your life, yeah. or a Trevor in your life. Yeah. So, what do we got? Who wants to go first? Who wants to write to Santa? I'm willing to lead it off. Yeah, go for it. I feel like mine are kind of vague, right? But uh, gifts that mean the most to me, right, are one of two different types. It's the gift that you thought you saw this thing and you thought this was something I would genuinely enjoy. And that's it, right? Like it, it doesn't have to be an expensive thing. It's just like, oh, here's this book or here's this like little chocolate thing that I know you haven't tried, right? It's a gift about thought. Right. But it's not just like, here's $10 I spent. Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't want something obligatory. I'd rather have nothing than something obligatory. Absolutely right. Right. Mm-hmm. But like something small that you think has meaning, that means a lot to me. The other thing that I especially love is a gift that means something to you. Right. It's something where here's a book that I love, that it's formative to me. This is a piece of me I want you to don't share you and enjoy. Don't find that incredibly dangerous advice? No. I don't. I've, because that's, I mean, I, you know, it reminds me of like, so you're going to get like, oh, I thought of you and I bought you this thing that you'll never use. Or like, this means a lot to me and I have no idea if it means anything to you, but it really means a lot to me. No, because <laughs> to me, that means this is something that is, you're literally sharing a part of you, something that is formative to you. Okay. And to me, that has meaning, even if the item itself is not something that I'll, you know, find per- practical use for. Yeah. It's literally the thought. You know, and uh, it's like it's for me, it's funny because I literally told my parents this like throughout my entire lifetime. <laughs> I have never received a present from either of my parents that reflect any sort of thought on who I am yeah, well, yeah. or sharing something about nah, themselves. Now I get, now I, I get it. No. But I think that is because from like, because I, I kind of agree with them. That is a very hard thing for a lot of people oh, yeah. to do. <clears throat> and I that think- would be me. Um, (laughs) that your parents are like, don't want to make you feel misunderstood by giving you something that they think of, of you that you would maybe not think of yourself. I I love this dialogue because Trevor, Trevor comes from the opposite gift receiving perspective, which is Trevor always gets what he wants, except it's a little bit wrong. Yes. (laughs) I will ask for something and it's like the genie wish of like, oh, it's this thing. But not. <laughs> Did you ask for like a, what is it? What is the child? I'll, I'll, I don't want to give it away, but. Oh yeah. So I, I'm a, I'm a Pokemon kid. Uh, Scarlet <laughs> and Violet just came out. Very fun. Um, <laughs> but one year uh, my mom got me a bunch of Digimon stuff. And I like, it was all, <laughs> oh, stuff, no. like, all these like little, uh, like beanbag characters. And she and, was like, so proud of she's herself. Like, Digimon. <laughs> and I was like, that's. Well, I, not, I'm like, it. it's, it's not Digimon. It's I had Pokemon. friends. I had friends that got GoBots instead of Transformers, and they were kids. Yeah. And they lost their shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
No, my mom took it back and got me Pokemon. So <laughs> oh, good. Big thing of like, <laughs> like big thing I of had, like. I had that same exact experience. Of I wanted uh, when I was a kid. I I was not allowed to play a whole lot of computer games, but mm-hmm. I kind of forced my way into it. I was like, yes, this is what I want. And so I asked for um, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time, which was such a good game, such a good, really really good game. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I want to play it, uh, and. My dad went out to get it, and he did try to get the real game. They were sold out, and so he asked the guy at the game oh, store, "Well, what else no. should I get for my thirteen-year-old like kid?" Blinks of Persia. <laughs> it was no, it wasn't even that. It was a uh, Medal of Honor. It was like a first-person shooter. Oh no, completely. But it was like it was a good guess at something somebody my age should have liked. Yeah. But it was totally. I did play it, and it was okay. But it was totally not what I wanted. But yeah. I had to sit there. So. I yeah, you have to fake it. You have to fake it. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Yeah. I, I had a similar thing. Again, like this this is this is why I think the the gifts that I've described mean mm-hmm. something to me. You have put some thought into it and you have shown me either <laughs> that you know me enough to have found something for me, or you value me enough to want to share something personal Don, for Don, I am gonna use that every time the next time I fuck up a gift for Trevor. Because <laughs> 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 I have done that so many times. Haven't I, honey? <laughs> Yeah, but we're um, not going to talk about that. <laughs> so while I while I always do appreciate you know these personal touch gifts and those that's what I crave. The other thing that I would love would be these uh, these sort of like monthly gift boxes you get with the surprises in them. I've never had one, and I think they sound neat. Hmm. like I would love a there's surprise. A, by the way, the, apparently there's a gaming version of that. Yes, like, there's there's versions for everything. Yeah, like Which, game of the know, month or something. It's it's kind of like yeah. I mean actually I mean we can just go into mine because it's related to this. Um, it's a thing that you can opt into. I think it's like $5. Michael just told me about this. I haven't researched it, but it's like five bucks and they guarantee you like a game that's won certain kinds of awards plus mm-hmm. a game that has like this, you know, a degree of popularity and this game that has like this degree of whatever. And they just bundle them together. You don't know what you're going to get. Well, that sounds cool if you're a gamer. Yeah. It's, it, they yeah. used to call it grab bags when I was going to comic yeah, book yeah, shops yeah. when I was a kid. Like you would, it was like 10 bucks. Here's a big pile of comics in a uh, opaque wrapper, Mm -hmm. you know, and opening them up was a joy. So these gift boxes where it's like every month it's a new like murder mystery puzzle box or, you know, chocolates from across Europe or cheese. I like cheese, Cheese. you know, (laughs) cheese of the month club. Exactly. Yeah. I had a, I had a wine of the month club. Nice. Yeah. Like I think that's lovely. And as a gift, that means that once a month I will think of you. As your generosity and largesse arrives at my doorstep, I've done that. Uh, not not as random as like a, a, you know, you don't know what you're going to get. But I've done flowers before for like yeah. partners, moms. That's usually pretty good. It gets expensive, but it's usually <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Do you mean like, like a, why are flowers like, so expensive? Like a flower like, delivery. Oh, every month. Though. Yeah, every month. Oh, okay. Um, and it's you know for different seasons and that's sweet. Yeah, that's nice. Okay. It's earned me a lot of kudos, which is <laughs> See, it's an important to, game to play. I don't have yeah. to do that because mothers love me. well what would you like for christmas dan um well big on my list is slippers Uh, (laughs) i know that sounds like you are a slipper guy aren't you well only because we have so many hard i mean we have stone floors yeah we have stone floors everywhere broken up by some rugs and you know you don't want to put a rug in the kitchen so i spend a lot of time in the kitchen Mm -hmm. so yeah slippers are a big deal for me he Um, gets slippers every year from Christmas. <laughs> and I'm like, like right now, like around October, I'm like, is it Christmas yet? Because I really need new slippers. He's a wear out. <laughs> I think we need to institute slipper Christmas in July or something. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I think for me, what works really well, and you can spend anywhere from like five bucks to 500 bucks on stuff like this, like tea accoutrements, coffee accoutrements, bar accoutrements. All those are really great for me. I tend to prefer bar and coffee, but Mm -hmm. Trevor's a huge fan of tea, as you can see by our our just infinite tea collection (laughs) in cupboards. (laughs) Um, Bombas has slippers, by the way. I don't know, Trevor. Ooh, that would, that. So, okay, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself because, okay, sorry. Uh, but yeah, so um, this again, so sometimes people are afraid like, well, you know, I know he likes scotch, but I don't know anything about scotch and I don't want to pay $5,000 for a bottle of scotch. <laughs> so, which you can do, listeners. Oh, my dear. And I'll give you my address if you want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful with that. (laughs) What's got to have a $5,000 bottle of scotch? There's there's an ante here. Okay, right. (laughs) Only. Uh, No, what I'm saying is you you can very easily just go online, spend like 90 seconds, like top 10 10 bourbons or top 10 scotches. Mm -hmm. And they'll usually be broken up by price range. So Mm -hmm. like like the best bourbon for under $50 or the best something for, Mm -hmm. and that's that's like, you don't know anything about alcohol, but you know, they, they do. And, you know, worst case, worst case scenario, you get them something they already have because they already like it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's no, fair. No problem. Yeah. I like that. What about that you? That was neat. So, <laughs> um, I went to, I don't know, I just went to a place of Christmas kind of tradition, but I have different spins on it. And I thought of the, I don't know, this, I feel like this is a Midwest thing or maybe just like it was a 90s thing. A trio of popcorn. <laughs> oh, no. So Chicago. Um, oh, it's got but cheese no. and it's butter and caramel. Plain, all no, no. Something weird. No, when you're really lucky, they, they put the dividers in the barrels so you can actually have yes. separate flavors. Oh, yeah. my, but not all the time. Sometimes no, they ew, mix no, them all together. Ew, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Sometimes you're okay. supposed to, yeah. So it. this, okay. So yeah. I have different levels of popcorn. <laughs> there is my current obsession, which is Bjorn corn. <laughs> which is uh made from bu- real bjorn it's, it's very <laughs> it's bougie popcorn that um when they these two guys started making and selling popcorn they used a solar popper which is basically okay. they, they made these you know put the kernels in these big pots and then set up these solar reflectors to use like the sun's heat to pop the popcorn um okay. that, that's a lot that's Why? a lot it's very eco-friendly what? it's eco-friendly it's i don't know it's arizona christmas <laughs> um so, but it's like it's bougie they have um they did a collaboration with food 52 which is the uh, amanda hesser who's the former food editor for new york times um so they their popcorn trio it's their original which their original is um it has nutritional yeast which so it's kind of like okay natural cheesy yeast got kind of delicious. a funky flavor yeah plain like plain salted popcorn, which is actually very, very good. Yes. Um, and then Amanda Hesser made a flavor that's exclusive to this trio tin um, that is chili crisp. Ooh. Crisp um, because it has sugar? Crisp no, because, because it, it like has... it has the little crispy, like chili crisp, like the, no. <laughs> are you just going to keep guessing or are you going to let me tell <laughs> No, you? I'm going to keep guessing. Keep um, <laughs> chili crisp is a, um, a seasoning where it's a, uh, Little chili flakes and oil with sometimes oh. garlic or onion. It's like a chili streusel on top of your popcorn. Yeah. But they also have on their website, like you can just get popcorn from their website where so they have their umami, uh, you know, nutritional yeast one, salted, a maple one. Hmm. They have spicy, they have truffle. Um, I should say to combine Don's and Trevor's idea, you could... You, you could buy this, but you could also make your own spiced popcorn, flavored yes. popcorn, and well, give it to a guest. So That'd that was awesome. going to be my other, one of my other ones was um, either making like a 
a unique um, seasoned popcorn or um, giving someone either like one of those, there's a little microwave um, silicone poppers that there's a few brands that are really recommended. Mm -hmm. And then maybe getting some spices from like Trader Joe's or if you have like a local spice shop you love. So I give them a kit? Yeah. Um, for like a little popcorn movie night thing. That's a really cool idea. Um, or, which Dan, Dan was talking about at the start of this, Garrett's popcorn from Chicago. <laughs> yes. Um, which there Bucket is. Bucket O'Corn. <laughs> they do. Um, you could, they're known for their cheese corn and their caramel corn. Mm-hmm. Or the Chicago mix. Yeah. Which is caramel corn and cheddar corn mixed together. <laughs> it is a salty, <laughs> oh, sweet thing. I know. I know. Oh, I used to be forever to separate them. Because I, I grew up, we would, you know, they would have the trio or just like split buckets. But there's something about it. It grows on you and it's yeah. just I, I can I can get behind that. I don't always like them mixed together, but I've tried it before and it's yeah, it's fine. I mean, I don't prefer them mixed together, but I'll sometimes like it's you can't get like a little bucket split. <laughs> so I'll frequently just get the small bucket because I am because I'm I'm just one man. <laughs> I can only eat so much popcorn. Um no, but so aside from popcorn, I think two other things like so. Popcorn, cozy, cozy vibes. Um, Mike, Michael said earlier, Bombas has new slippers. Yes. We've sung the praises of Bombas. I think they'll fit my feet. They look. I, Michael has them. Okay. He got some. And he said they're surprisingly roomy. Okay. And extremely, extremely comfortable. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that was there. And then also um, there is a, I don't know, fat-owned, fat-sized robe company, Peridot Robes. And they have some especially looking cozy robes. And I believe their sizes go to 7X. I don't know if it's 6X or 7X, Um, but they have them. They're very like lush, cozy looking. Are they like terry cloth or? Um, They come in different fabrics, Um, but also really great colors. Like there's one where it's like a a purple plum. (laughs) Uh, They have an emerald one. These sound like uh, clue character colors. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> Everybody gets their own color, and we tell someone in the apartment we figured out who did it. Yeah, or a colored. Um, they have some with hoods, hmm. with like a hoodie but a robe. So if you want to be part of a cult, yes, cozy cult, the cult of. If you want to join the cult of cozy, um. I feel like mine is not nearly as complicated. as <laughs> Maybe I'm more along the lines of Dan, but um, I was trying to think of like things and I don't know. I, I have a very complicated relationship with gifts that apparently my, at least my younger sister has echoed as well. There's a lot of guilt associated with receiving gifts, particularly for Christmas. Um, I don't know. I, I find it very uncomfortable and I tend to avoid gift giving. <laughs> well, you, you, um, you react the same way to compliments too. Yeah, I think I've gotten better about that because that's a much simpler thing. You don't have to live with it after the moment. Oh my God. Yeah, you know, like the gift is like, it's just there. You can tell them they're wrong and walk away. Yeah, (laughs) you can get out of that pretty quickly. Gifts, I don't know. There was just a lot of like, you know, I just, you know, as kids, we heard a lot about money or lack of money. And then it was mm -hmm. like, oh, well, you're spending this money that we don't have on gifts for me and I don't deserve that. And I was not the only one. I'm not the only person in my family who felt that way. So at least I have comfort in that. Um, so asking for gifts is a little odd. I just recently, uh, built myself a gaming computer, uh, which has been sort of a lifelong dream to have an actual like 
legitimately cutting edge, like top of the line. Like this is, this has been something I've been building towards and it's been a, a hell of a year. Um, a lot of work and a lot of stress, a lot, a lot of stress. And I just, I wanted to do something for myself that I could like appreciate and like celebrate having accomplished a handful of things. Um, and so I bought myself a gaming computer and now I need games to play. Um, <laughs> and so I, I think that's kind of the route that I went. That's why I brought up the, um, the, oh, the subscription, of, yeah, mm. the, you know, grab bag of games, you know, to try things out. I have a lot of like somewhat older games. I mean, I have a bunch of games, but I, it, it would be something to push the limits of the, uh, GTA, uh, RTX 4090, which is just, there's a handful of listeners will be out there like, Oh, but it's an extremely expensive, extremely powerful graphics card. Um, and I want something to push it. I want something to push it to its limits. So I, just, I think that's the direction I would go. I just flashed on the Daffy Duck Porky Pig Uranium 326 Space Modulator. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's it. They, they've got all the cool numbers. It obstructs my view of Venus. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have something to wrap us up with? Uh, yeah, this one is this one is very Dan, very nerdy, very like, really? Really? <laughs> um, I am very happy with my New York Times crossword puzzle subscription <laughs> to my iPhone, <laughs> and I get to play crossword puzzles. Nice. Uh, and trust me, if, you're, if you have a, cro- a, a um, cruciverbalist, if you have a cruciverbalist in your life, that's a crossword player, crossword player, um, <laughs> Um, you, you might think, oh, I could just get them any old book of crosswords. Oh, nay, nay, say I. <laughs> uh, no, because you, you get what you pay for. So the New York Times crosswords can be both um, frustrating and delightful. Uh, you can obviously get other, other newspapers if you prefer. They often subscribe to the New York Times to get theirs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's a nominal fee. It's like $5.99 a month and you get hmm. crosswords downloaded to your iPhone oh. or whatever. Nice. Well, here you go. Just get that and Cross- turn up the graphic settings <laughs> on the crossword. <laughs> I, I'm just imagining like this this gunfire and heavy dramatic music playing was like for a cross <laughs> for a cross Christmas tree rubble question mark. Crosswords for me are an exercise in anxiety. Of course, they I are. don't know. Of course, they are. Well, <laughs> my problem is I just can't let it go. Like I can't answer this question but I can't walk away from it. I have to figure out the answer. I have to, I have to confess, I did have to make my peace with crosswords because at one point I was very much, I think in Michael's camp of like, so basically a hard crossword just means the, crew, the, the clues are really lousy. And or they're <laughs> just lies. <laughs> they're either lies or lousy. And, <laughs> and you have to, def- but what I do find is the benefit is they make your mind work in other directions mm. uh, quickly, which I find... Um, I don't know. I find it increases my elasticity. My, my my brain doesn't think in puns and puzzles and riddles. Like it's yeah. it's so st- straining to try and think yeah. in clever puns. I just it's so <laughs> I, I hate it. <laughs> well, I mean, bird and math games are supposed to be the two that are most uh, beneficial to the human brain as it ages. So. Ding 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 ding. That's why I'm getting old wisely, <laughs> smart, <laughs> smartly, smartly. Do we have a tip? Um, I don't know if you, I would, uh, also suggest this is, I don't know, a gifty tip. NAFA's trying to get to, or we have a goal of $10,000 by the end of the year. We're, uh, I think as of today, like 2000 something, mm-hmm. so like making our way towards that goal. 
If I think if you have a fat phobic relative, I was just thinking that it connects to the beginning. Gift. It connects to the beginning in your name. I donated in your name. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that'll really get him. Yeah. Uh, if you, I don't know. If you spite a, giving. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, spite you know what gift, mom's getting for Christmas <laughs> to uh, a relative, I'll do like a cameo style video as. <laughs> we have a board member to thank them. Silence. <laughs> uh, we have fun here at the Big Bad Game Podcast. Is there a bit? There is a bit. Thank God. So since we're rapidly uh, approaching Christmas and since we're focusing on gifts today, mm. I thought we would take a quick trip into the world of some of the best gifts given throughout history. Okay. All right. So um, let's start with this one. A lot of men probably sent flowers to the actress Marilyn Monroe. Not much of a new story there. But there was something very special about the roses Joe DiMaggio sent her. What was so special? There were scorpions in them. (laughs) I'm going to list off some hints when you think you know what I'm talking about. Buzz in. All right. One, that's a lot of flowers. (laughs) Two, always fresh, never paper. Three, while not eternal, frequently replaced. Or four, posthumous forever. Rose bushes on her grave? I know. I, I got one by all of you. All right. Well, the correct answer is eternal roses. What is that? He placed a uh, perpetual order for flowers from a local Parisian flower shop so that they would always be delivering fresh flowers to her grave every day throughout forever. Well, I got that, oh. except I said rose bushes. But they weren't bushes, were they? (laughs) Partial credit. Partial credit. I was nowhere near that. So so he did actually discontinue his order in 1982. Oh, what a... Lame. When did he die? 1981. Well, I suppose that'd be reasonable. Our next historical gift. After General William T. Sherman captured Atlanta from the Confederates in September 1864, Sherman and some of his men disappeared for about six weeks. The White House received no communications from them, and President Lincoln feared the worst. Then, on December 22nd, Sherman sent Lincoln a telegraph with the message, I beg to present you as a Christmas gift, what? These nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Hint one, not a person. Hint two. I would hope not. (laughs) Not a thing. Okay. Hint three. Somewhere in Georgia. Hint four. Not Atlanta. He presented the gift of Savannah, Georgia to the president. Oh. I I Uh, knew it was probably a place just, but I couldn't, I mean, I. Is this after he had burned it to the ground? I think that was Atlanta. Uh, it was, no, say, oh, it was everything. It's it was bad. everything from the point that he started <laughs> to the point that he ended. I mean, throw a rock. I have to say, I didn't realize the, the, the answer the clue format thing until this question. Because <laughs> the last one, I was like, all of those seem like the same answer. <laughs> <sighs> uh, well, the answer, in fact, was the city of Savannah with 150 heavy guns, plenty of ammunition, and also about 25,000 bales of cotton. All right, there's a video game. That's one heck of a present. (laughs) All right. In the late 1800s, the United States was given an extremely important gift, one that we value and still use today. What was that gift and who gave it to us? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, the Statue Statue of Liberty. Liberty. Yeah, and France. All right, Statue of Liberty. France gave it to us. That is correct. (laughs) 
Um, I th- I, I'm actually surprised how many people don't know that it was a gift to the U.S. But oh. um, even I learned that in history class, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we barely made it past the 1800s. What's oh funny is I realized I had a memory from when I was like two. Um, I think it was in the late 70s they did a restoration of the Statue of Liberty. They mm-hmm. did, and they collected pennies from ever everywhere. They had these like drop a penny bowls and. For the copper? For the copper, uh, right? Because back then, apparently, cop, it was very common for pennies to actually have it a actually lot of copper, copper in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not um, just copper-coated zinc. Yeah. So, dear listener, what amazing gifts have you received? <laughs> and what amazing gifts would you give us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, where could they tell us about what gifts they're thinking about? Well, we're on Instagram and Twitter as at Big Fat Gay Pod. We're on Facebook as the Big Fat Gay Podcast. Leave us five stars there. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bigfatgaypod. Yeah. And see the articles and some of the gifts we talked about at www.bigfatgaypod.com. And they, uh, uh, somebody. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for that. Watch That's out. the cutting room floor right there. Watch out. We, we, <laughs> we <laughs> welcome to my life. <laughs> we, I, we we got a new review. <laughs> Was thank that you, it? Thank you. <laughs> thank you to the new reviewer on Apple Podcasts, Trevor. <laughs> Trevor, take us home. Well, maybe maybe you're a little mouse and you think you got a tin of popcorn for Christmas and you're like, I can do all this. <laughs> but little buddy, I got, I, got a, I got a warning for you. You can't. So. Definitely watch out, little mousy. 